Thank you so much for listening to this installment on the Zeke Said So podcast. I wanted to remind you guys that the Zeke Said So podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Uh, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast, make sure you leave a review on the feed, preferably a positive review. It helps more people see the show, and it helps us grow and continue to give you this amazing content. Also wanted to remind you guys that, that you can check out the Zeke Said So written blog. Go to zekesaidso.wordpress.com, and you may find the Zeke Said So podcast in a written blog. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Zeke said so and on Instagram at Zeke underscore said underscore so. And one more thing, if you would like to support the show, you can find a link in the description of every podcast we put up to our listener support feature. Once you get there, you may donate any amounts. And for those who do, you will receive a special shout out right here on the podcast feed. Not a mandate. You don't have to do you don't have to do it. But it does help us out a lot. And you guys are also supporting the show just by listening to this amazing content. Now, with that down, let's get right back to the show. to a brand new episode of the web slingers podcast this is the one and only show we talk about all things spider-man and the marvel universe and uh we got one hell of a show for you guys today uh we are going to be talking about everything that was announced at comic-con um now obviously as you guys know we are splitting this into two parts um so this first episode, we're just going to be talking about the Marvel animation. We're going to be talking about the She-Hulk trailer, Secret Invasion, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We're going to be talking about all that. And then we will be talking about all the Phase 5 and Phase 6 announcements in Part 2. So that is what we're going to be talking about, but we're going to be talking about a bunch of other stuff in part one. It's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, you guys will enjoy uh, the content we put up uh, in this uh, in this week's episode. Um, I will I will say this um, when I was putting the show notes together, and uh, I realized that we just had so much to talk about. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be able to cram all of it into an hour-long episode, so I knew I had to at least get most of the, at least I had to uh, talk about some of this um, in a two-part, uh, in a two-parter. So, part two will go up today, uh, today being Thursday, and then part two, uh, part one, sorry, will go up t- uh, on Thursday, and part two will be going up this upcoming Saturday. So, for those of you who are going to be looking forward to uh, a brand new episode of the Web Stringers podcast. You 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 are getting two Web Stringers podcast episodes this week for the first time in a ver- for the first time ever. You're getting two episodes of the Web Stringers podcast per week, and we have never done this before. Never done this before. So hopefully we'll hopefully it will be uh, exciting for you guys, and hopefully uh, we can uh, yeah. We can get through all this, and we're gonna get through all this. It's it's exciting stuff, though. It's exciting stuff. It's not like anything they announced was like, oh, this is so dumb. Why would they announce it? No, a lot of the stuff that they talked about at Comic Con, like Marvel, came out the gate swinging. Now, before I before I move on and before we talk about 
the the part before we get into part one let me let me also address this uh, i want to address this um i am going to talk about what dc showed at comic-con but but i but i want to address something here and look i i don't have a preference okay i love marvel movies i love dc movies i'm not one of these people who picks a side okay I don't I don't pick sides. I I love them both and I want both of them to make great stuff. However, um DC's panel I thought was very weak. Um the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer fantastic and I'm going to talk about that tomorrow on the Zeke Setso show and then the Black but even like the Black Adam stuff was disappointing, and then making one announcement that Viola Davis was returning as Amanda Waller, like it, it was all it's all fine stuff. But again, it's like DC didn't say or drop anything that was like earth shattering or broke the internet level. And while Marvel, while yes, Marvel announced stuff that we already knew was coming. They also dropped some stuff. They also revealed a lot of information about what their plan is. They have revealed a lot of stuff that we didn't even know. Like here we were complaining about, oh, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's Marvel Studios plan going forward? And deep down, they've had their plan this entire time. They just weren't ready to discuss it. And they gave it to us. And I think, and I think DC was just like, oh, people will get excited if we show them a one-minute teaser of Black Adam and then not have, and then not even announce that Henry Cavill, although, granted, that was a report, so it wasn't really confirmed or anything, but it's like, oh, yeah, let's just show them a one-minute teaser for Black Adam, which, by the way, still looks pretty mad, but again, we'll talk about that when we get, but it's like, with with Marvel, there's just so much more to talk about. And also, this is the other thing. DC. DC isn't really giving us... I mean, yes, they, they still have their DCEU. But it's not like... It's not like every single movie that DC is putting out is part of their cinematic universe. They're also making stuff that takes place outside of their their cinematic universe. And it's not like they're talking about, oh, here's the next saga of the DC cinematic universe. No. Whereas Marvel is just dropping so dropped so much stuff. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited about the future of the MCU. I think the last time I was this excited for the future of the MCU was probably when in 2014 Kevin Feige got on a stage at the El Capitan Theater and announced Phase Three. I think that was the last time I. I got really hyped for what Marvel was going to do. So yeah, I I am we so yes. And then uh, yeah, I <laughs> and I will say Marvel Studios they straight up just kicked DC in the nuts by 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 talking about the stuff that they talked about. Now again, like I said, they didn't drop any new announcements. Like they didn't really announce any new shows, any new movie. Well, they did announce two new movies, um, but we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that in part two. But they did they didn't announce any new stuff that we already didn't know was coming. But they still gave us a lot of cool stuff. So, um, we gotta. So, in part one, we gotta talk about Marvel Animation. Uh, I am Groot. What if season two? Marvel Zombies. Spider Man Freshman Year. Um, we gotta talk about She Hulk. Secret Invasion. Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And Wakanda Forever. We gotta talk about all that stuff. So, let's not waste any time and let's get right into it. Let's talk about. Everything that Marvel Studios revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. This is the Marvel Studios Comic-Con Recap.
Okay, so we are going to start breaking this down, uh, and we're going to kick things off by talking about uh, what happened on Friday. So Friday, Marvel Studios' animation division uh, did their own little panel talking about all their upcoming stuff that they got coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, and what's very interesting about Marvel Animation is that, you know, now now that Marvel Studios' animation is now all run under Kevin Feige, a lot of this stuff is giving Marvel a lot of cool opportunities to do stuff that take place outside of the main 616 universe. You know, it's allowing them to do cool, to tell cool and unique stories, but in an animated format, which is very cool and I'm, and, and it excites me very much. So let's talk about the first thing that they, uh, that they talked about. Let's, let's go ahead and touch on I Am Groot. Now, I Am Groot is going to be the uh, a, a collection of five original shorts, including baby uh, that involve baby Groot, uh, and it will drop on August tenth. Um, and they dropped the official trailer. Uh, they showed it to everyone at Comic Con, but then they dropped it online. So let's go ahead and let's watch the trailer together, guys. Let's let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> huh. Okay, so obviously it wasn't a, a very long thing, but um, I will say, as I I I think out of all of the stuff that Marvel uh, that Marvel Animation talked about, this is probably the one that I'm least excited for. But I think it looks cute. I think I think what I'll I think I'll probably watch it, and you know, um, I'll probably watch it when it drops and see how it is, and if it's if it's a, if it's a if it's good, then you know I'll come out and say it's good, and if it sucks, I'll I'll you know be honest about it. So, um, but I, I will say it does look like um, it looks like it's gonna be uh, uh, a just something fun, uh, and it definitely looks like it's geared more towards a younger demographic. So um, there's there's I am groups then. They talked about um, What If Season 2. Now, a little backstory on me. I did not like What If Season 1. Um, there were episodes of What If Season 1 that I thought were good. I mean, uh, let's see. You had... Yeah, let me, let me open up the episode guide here. Um, the, Cap the Captain Carter one I didn't really like. Um, the T'Challa, uh, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Great. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Not so good. Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Great. What if zombies? Great. Um, Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? No. Uh, bad episode. Uh, Thor were an only child. Bad episode. Um, Ultron won. Really good episode. Um... And then the finale I thought was really, really bad. Um, so, so I, I, I really wasn't a fan of What If Season 1. Um, they talked a little bit about What If Season 2, and um, I'll say this. Uh, they didn't really give it. The, there wasn't much information given about What If Season 2. Other than it's coming in early 2023, and that season three has already been greenlit. 
So there's that. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not looking forward to what if season two, um, I'll probably give it a shot just because it's Marvel. And I, there were aspects of what if season one that I really loved, but I, I just thought the overall, the series just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be this really, um, interesting anthology series. And I just thought it wasn't, it wasn't really that. But now we get into um, Marvel Zombies. Now, Marvel Zombies, they talked a little bit about Marvel Zombies um, and that uh, it will... um, (laughs) And some new information was given uh, on Marvel Zombies. Uh, First of all, it will be uh, a 2024 release. Um, and they announced a little bit of information and that it is, it does take place, um, it does take place in the same time, uh, the same universe that the what if episode took place in, um, and, uh, it was really, really good, uh, uh, and, (laughs) So they talked they talked a little bit about the um about the show um and uh there will be some of the same uh heroes that were zombies in what if are going to appear but there's also some new zombies that will be appearing in this show uh zombie versions of Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp um uh, a zombified version of Abomination, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, uh, Okoye, and Captain America. Uh, all those zombie versions will be part of the series. In addition to some new heroes that will be part of the show as well. Um, there's no word on if they're going to bring back um, T'Challa. Considering that Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, I I don't know if they're planning on bringing back T'Challa for for uh, Marvel Zombies, or in that fact, what if season two? But I some of the new heroes that will be involved: uh, Jimmy Woo, Kate Bishop, Yelena uh, from Black Widow, Shang Chi, uh, Miss Marvel, and Red Guardian will also be there too. So. And then they uh, they revealed a first look at some of these characters. Um, Death Dealer is also part of that team as well. Um, you got you got Shang Chi in there. Shang Chi is just dressed like a total badass. Like just I I'm looking at his costume. It's just such a total badass. Um, Red Guardians there. Uh, Kate Bishop is pretty exciting to, for to see her there. And then it sounds like. We're getting a zombified uh, version of Icarus, which is pretty, pretty damn, uh, pretty damn cool. That sounds really cool, um, especially when you you get an eternal. You know, this thing that was created by the Celestials. What if that turned into a zombie? That's exciting, and that the, and they also talked about how this will be a TVMA. This will be given a TVMA rating, and it's going to feature a lot of gore, which is very exciting because, you know, we you know we just saw that um, Disney Plus put Deadpool, Deadpool two, and Logan on Disney Plus. Um, obviously, you can't watch them unless you turn on the unless you turn off the uh, parental. Uh, the parental control, but um, Marvel, uh, but Marvel Zombies looks like it's going to be the first TVMA uh, rated uh, show on Disney Plus, which is very, very exciting. I am so down for that, um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, so now that, we, but other than that, we didn't really get a, uh, other information on Marvel Zombies. Spider-Man freshman year, they talked a lot about Spider-Man freshman year, and we got some cool stuff to talk about here. So, number one, they did say 
This is going to be a what if style series that does not take place in the 616 MCU timeline. This is going to be a Spider-Man centric universe story that takes place within that it's going to feature some MCU characters, but it's going to take place in its own separate universe. Um, they talked about that it is coming in 2024. Uh, the animation style, uh, the the design of the characters. Now, let me go ahead and bring up Spider-Man um, freshman year. Uh, let me go ahead and bring that up real quick, um, so I can talk, so I can show a little bit about. Um, uh, so, uh, wait, is this one? okay? Yeah. Um, So, wait, oh, no, uh, okay, so I, I got some of the images up here, you guys aren't going to be able to see them, but um, essentially, it looks like it's going to have a, the, the, the design of the characters is going to be similar to the spider, to the 1960s uh, cartoon, and uh, you're going to see uh, some familiar Spider-Man villains, uh, but the villains that will appear include Rhino, Scorpion, and Tarantula, which is a character that I've been wanting to see in a Spider-Man movie for a very long time. So Tarantula is going to be there. Uh, Norman Osborn is going to be playing a major role in the series, and it will include his son Harry, which is very exciting. Um, I will say, though, when they first announced this, I thought... When they first announced this on the Disney Plus day, I personally thought that this was going to be taking place in the MCU prior to Civil War. But now it looks like it's going to be taking place outside of the MCU, presumably in around the same timeline as the main as the main 616 universe. Um, they also did confirm Charlie Cox is going to voice Daredevil in the series, which is very, very exciting. Um, and they talked a lot, you know, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is actually going to be involved in the MCU quite a bit going forward. It, it almost seems like they are making him almost the next, like, uh, almost the next Iron Man essentially because he's in a lot like he's he's featured he's going to be featured in Spider-Man freshman year um he we saw him we saw him in the She-Hulk trailer um we know he's getting his own series um we know he's going to be part of Echo and all that stuff but yeah um Daredevil so Charlie Cox will be coming into Spider-Man freshman year and they also ended it by announcing that Spider-Man sophomore year has already been greenlit as well. So it looks like we're going to be getting a much long form version of the Spider-Man homecoming trilogy. We're going to be seeing all four years of Peter's high school life. And who knows, maybe if they want to continue the series and maybe go into his college years. My only thing with this series, I hope, I really hope that it feels more in line with the Spectacular Spider-Man series. And I hope it doesn't follow the cliche. And I would think because Kevin Feige is going to have a say in what happens. Because he's in charge. Because Kevin Feige isn't just in charge of the Marvel live action projects. He's in charge of everything. So he is in charge of animation. I have a feeling because Kevin Feige is going to have a say in what happens in freshman year. I am going to think that it's going to be good, but you never know. I mean, you never know. I mean, Kevin Feige was also in charge of bad Marvel projects like What If? So we don't know, but Spider-Man freshman year, I think it might be the one animated project. I think it might be the second animated project I'm I'm most excited for. The one that I am the most excited for is actually the one we're going to talk about next, and that is X-Men 97, which will be uh, a continuation of the X-Men 90s uh, cartoon, um, and we, uh, we, they, they gave us, uh, they gave everyone at, at Comic-Con, I almost said CinemaCon, <laughs> they almost gave, they gave everyone at Comic-Con a uh, a look into the show. Um, it 
is going to have the same look as the 90s cartoon. Uh, they gave us a look at the X-Men team. They, sh they dropped the first image of that. But they also revealed some other details, uh, including that, um, uh, that Magneto is going to be leading the X-Men, um, is going to be leading the, uh, uh, the X-Men in that series. So here's some details. This, this, uh, this quote comes from, uh, Polygon. Um, so the, so this is, a. Uh, Okay, so this is what this is what Polygon had to say. Uh, X Men '97 will pick up where the original animated X Men left off back in 1997 before its cancellation. The gripping final episode, Graduation Day, left the mutant heroes in an unusual spot. In that episode, Professor Charles Xavier got attacked on live television by an anti-mutant uh, bigot, uh, Her Hen Henry Peter uh, Gyrich. Um, Xavier sustained psychic injuries from the attack and unable to help him uh, and unable to help him. The X-Men turned to Magneto, whose longstanding mistrust of humans and their bigotry uh, now seemed far, far more reasonable in light of Xavier's plight. Uh, Xavier's on again, off again, alien girlfriend, uh, Lilandra, it's, it's a long story. Watch the show. Um, then took Xavier away to her planet for psychic healing that only her people could provide, leaving the X-Men under the leadership of Magneto. Um, uh, although Graduation Day is not quite a cliffhanger, it certainly invited questions as to what these characters might do next. With Xavier off-planet and Magneto at the helm, again, that's... Again, that's precisely where the new television show will pick things up, with Magneto serving as an unlikely new leader of the team. Uh, original showrunners Eric and Julia uh, Lewald and original series director Larry Houston are on board as consultants for X-Men 97. Uh, Bo DeMaio, uh, who worked on The Witcher and Moon Knight, serves as an executive producer and writer. Almost all of the original voice actors will return, as well as some newcomers like Jennifer Hale and Holly Ch uh, uh, Chow Cho, uh, whose roles have not yet been speci specified. Uh, X-Men 97 will debut on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. So... Yeah, it's going to pick up exactly where the, the 90s cartoon left off. Um, and that is pretty, pretty exciting. Um, I love, um, I love X, uh, the X-Men cartoon. Like, I think it's such a interesting series. And the, the way it ended, you know, they're, they're right on one thing. The way it ended, although it wasn't, a cliffhanger it did kind of leave a lot of questions it, it kind of left the door open for more stories to be told now i was one of those people you know i grew up i i was born in uh, i was born in 99 so i obviously didn't watch it while it was on uh the show got canceled just before i was born but um i was well i used to watch reruns on it reruns of that reruns of the 90s spider-man cartoon um reruns uh, they had the Fantastic Four cartoon and reruns of that, you know, which is also on Disney Plus. But yeah, I'm very interested to watch this uh, this uh, X Men '90s cartoon because I think it's gonna, I think it's really gonna be um, great, especially under the guidance of Marvel and the fact that again, it's a series that doesn't have ramifications for the 616 universe. It is going to be a series that takes place outside of their 616 universe and that that to me is very very exciting. Um but we've seen hey look, we've seen that the um we have seen that animated characters translated into live action. I mean, we saw Captain Carter in um uh, in Doctor Strange, you know, um, I mean, hell, 
Charles Xavier in Doctor Strange was riding around in the same chair that he rides around in the ni- in the 90s cartoon. So there's that. Um okay. So we've talked all about and that concludes the Marvel animation stuff. Uh I am Groot, What If Season 2, Marvel Zombies, Spider-Man Freshman Year, X-Men 97. Let's talk about let's move on and let's get into Saturday when Marvel did their actual uh, panel for their live action work. We got the first thing they talked about, other than the Phase Five and Phase Six announcements. The first thing they dis- they discussed was She Hulk. Um, not only did they reveal the official poster, which includes Jennifer Walters sitting on a park bench with her She Hulk face. On, on it, um, but they also gave us a brand new trailer for She-Hulk. So let's go ahead and let's watch this trailer together, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. So let's go ahead and do that. I love that they're playing on the on Bruce being a mentor. If you want to go back to life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. <laughs> and then breaking the fourth wall is incredible. More and more eccentric superhumans are coming out of the woodwork. We're going to launch a division for them. And I want the She-Hulk to be the face of it. Jennifer Woolworth. Abomination. I have a serious conflict of interest. This man tried to kill my cousin, Bruce. Yeah, that's quite all right. Oh. People only care because I'm representing Emil Bonsky. I think they care because they're like, hey, that girl's green. Here, do your thing. God, I really like this outfit. I will say the CGI looks a lot better. And then Wong being in this is awesome. The Book of Shanty. <laughs> That's awesome. Jealous? Is that what I'm feeling? Uh, I didn't notice that she flipped them off. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yep, there he is. There's Daredevil. Now, of course, we didn't get to see uh, the mask or anything, but we did get to see that. Yes, that is indeed Daredevil, and basically confirming that Charlie Cox. Uh, is going to appear in this show, which is fantastic. I I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I am now more excited for She-Hulk. This is honestly the most excited I've been for She-Hulk. Because um, I was interested when they first announced it. I was interested, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this series. It wasn't until the first trailer drop that I went, this actually looks fun. And then this trailer just got me even more excited. Like, (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. And the fact that, you know, this is going to be 
eight episodes long, uh, not eight, uh, nine episodes, um, is going to be fantastic because I, I'll be honest, I am sick and tired of the, um, of the Marvel six episode formats. Um, I think I really got sick and tired of it after, um, uh, Miss Marvel and I love to Miss Marvel overall, but it, it, it kind of got old. Um, but, uh, let me see. Uh, episode. Okay. Uh, yes. So She-Hulk will have uh, nine episodes and it will conclude on October 12th, which is pretty interesting. And it is indeed part of phase four. So let's go ahead and talk about Secret Invasion, which is one of the Phase 5 stuff, but they did dedicate some time to Secret Invasion. They showed some footage that they did not drop online, but Kobe Smulders uh, came out on stage and talked about it, how it's going to be an exciting thriller, um, which Kevin Feige has talked about the paranoia uh, thriller aspect of, um, of Secret Invasion, which sounds pretty cool. And then they also talked about that Don Cheadle is returning as War Machine, which is interesting because back at the Disney's Investor Day, they announced a series called Armor Wars. And it was nowhere to be heard at, at any, like what went, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but when, we were ta- when they were talking about Phase 5 and 6, there was no mention of Armor Wars. No mention of Armor Wars. So it's I wonder I wonder if they decided to just scrap the idea of Armor Wars and they're just moving and they're just gonna have Don Cheadle appear in MCU projects here and there. Um but I will say it is very interesting. It is very, very interesting because of course we saw Don Cheadle in um Falcon Winter Soldier. Um I assume he's probably gonna show up in uh Captain America uh in the next Captain America film. Um, but, uh, yeah, see, seeing that, hearing that he's going to return for Secret Invasion is really fantastic. But again, no footage shown for it. And honestly, the next, uh, two things after Secret Invasion, they didn't show any footage, but I do still want to cover them. The next thing that they talked about was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um, so Peyton Reed, Paul Rudd. Um, Evangeline Lilly and Kath, uh, Catherine Newton um, all came out on stage talking about Ant-Man 3. They talked about how the film is going to spend a lot more time in the quantum realm, which is very, very interesting. Um, and then they showed some footage, which included uh, Scott Lang coming face-to-face with King, And they also brought out Jonathan Majors back out on stage and announced uh, and really confirmed that yes he's returning as Kang. Of course we saw Jonathan Majors in Loki, so we know Kang and with the announcement of event of of the the two films in phase 6, um we know that Kang is going to be a major part of the story going forward. But he's not the only character who's going to be appearing. Because apparently Modok is going to be part of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And then they also decided to announce that Bill Murray is going to join the cast for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I will tell you this right now. I'm calling it right now. Modok is going to be voiced by Bill Murray. I'm, 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 I'm calling it as I see it. In Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Modok is going to be voiced by Bill Murray. Calling it right now. And it's, that's that would be pretty. That would be awesome if that's if that's the case. It, it's going. That's that's genius casting. So yeah, um, I, I I will say though I wasn't really expecting um, Bill Murray to be cast because you know there were all those reports that went around that you know he's kind of got himself into a little bit of trouble. But who knows? Maybe they already filmed Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I mean, because I believe they're done shooting Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe they finished Ant-Man and the Wasp before those reports came out. So, I don't know. Um, So, yeah. 
Um, but it is it is exciting nonetheless. All the stuff we heard from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is very, very exciting. I'll be interested to see what direction they go. If this is going to maintain uh, the humor of the first two films. Um, I just hope it's more like the first one and less like the second one. Because I didn't really like Ant- uh, the second film, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't like that film. Um... So I hope it's more in line with the first Ant-Man movie. So, okay. Then we then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, James Gunn uh, came out on stage, talked about how this will be the end of this version of the Guardians. Um, he confirmed that by saying, quote, Some stories have an end. Doesn't mean everyone dies. So... Sounds like uh, we're going to still see some of these characters live on in the MCU. Um, but I will say this. I do... Th- just because he says doesn't mean everyone dies. I'm just going to say this right now. I think somebody's going to die. I think one person on that team is going to, you know, kick the bucket. You know? Um, and I think that character is going to be Rocket. I think Rocket's going to end up being the one that dies uh, in this first. Just because of how the second Guardians film ended, I think it would make sense for them to go down the direction of having um, Rocket be the one to just, you know, since he was he was kind of, it seemed like that he was inspired by Yondu's sacrifice at the end of the second film, that he would go and make the ultimate sacrifice. And then maybe he becomes more inspired when Tony Stark... Um, sacrificed himself in Endgame, maybe that leads into um, him sacrificing himself in uh, Volume 3. But then they revealed some more casting news. Um, Maria uh, Bakalova, who was in um, Borat's subsequent movie film, she will do the voice of Cosmo, the Russian space dog. Um, And then Will Poulter is confirmed as Adam Warlock. And in the footage that they showed, they showed a little bit of footage from the film. And apparently uh, a baby, a baby rocket raccoon shows up um, and Adam War and, and they got to see a little bit of Adam Warlock. But the biggest casting announcement and the one that got me the most excited uh, Chuck Woody. I'm going to butcher this last name. Uh, Iwuji. Um, he was, of course, Mern on P. He played Mern on Peacemaker. He is going to be playing the villain of the film, the High Evolutionary. I have been wanting to see the High Evolutionary in a Marvel project since they brought the Guardians for the first time, and that is a character that I have been very much looking forward to, and the fact that he's going to be played by Mern from Peacemaker is so awesome. I cannot wait for that, and uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very, very exciting to see where they go with that. Um, And of course, Chuck Rudy came out in full, you know, high evolutionary cosplay, you know, and talked a little bit about what his experience was like making the film. And, uh, you know, like I said, Chuck Woody was on Peacemaker. So obviously he's got a great working relationship with James Gunn. So makes sense why he's in, why he plays, uh, uh, he plays, uh, why he's going to be in Guardians 3. So, and I can't wait, man, because, because what Chuck Woody did in Peacemaker, he was so good in that series. And I was... I was so bummed out when they killed his character off. I was so bummed out when they killed his I mean, spoilers for Peacemaker. But I was so bummed out when they killed his character off. And I'm so excited to see that that they decided to, to work together again. Okay. And the last thing they talked about was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, they shared a lot of information. Uh, first things first, that... Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be the final film and the end of the Phase 4 story in the MCU. Um, uh, Ryan Coogler talked about um, 
filming the movie without Chadwick Boseman and talked a little bit about Chadwick Boseman. And he said this one quote, and I got to talk about it because it honestly is such an emotional, um, it's very emotional. And I just, I found myself just crying when I heard it. It says, I promise you that I can feel his arm on my shoulder right now. And that is like, man, that's that's so, just so much emotion, you know? It's just, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's insane because, um, the fact that, you know, we all knew that this was going to be a very emotional film because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. There's obviously a little bit of, um, emotion that comes with that. Um, let me go ahead and bring it, and let, let me see, um, uh, I'm trying to find um, some of the hmm I'm trying to see where I can find this quote because there's a quote um, there was a quote from uh, Winston Duke that was also really good. Um, oh, here's one. Here's here's one that came from Deadline uh, when uh, Latita uh, Leti- Wright was talking about it. Uh, Latita Wright had a really nice thing to say. Uh, this comes from Deadline saying, I'm really proud of us as a family. The way we came together, it was tough. It wasn't easy to come to work each day. And without our leading man, our Chad, uh, but we found the joy in moments that we could that we could grab it. So that was really nice of her, and you know it's very wonderful. It's a very uh, uh, very emotional moment for for this entire cast. I mean, like seriously, um, very uh, um, uh, emotional moment. Um, let me bring it. I'm trying to find the see. I'm sorry. I'm going through the uh, uh, discussing film Twitter page because this is the one that I was trying to follow all the news from. So I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, see. Nope, just some footage, uh, just some still images from the Black Panther trailer. Uh, um, Oh, this is something I should bring up. They did have an emotional moment. There was an emotional moment. um, Someone put this picture up of after they saw the trailer for the first time, Kevin Feige, along with Ryan Coogler and the rest of the cast all shared one big giant group hug uh, after watching the trailer for the first time and... Um, we're going to talk about the trailer in a little bit, but I, I want to find this quote from, uh, uh, from Winston Duke. Um, because it's, like I said, it's a very emotional, uh, uh, it's a very emotional, here it is. Um, Winston Duke had this to say about, uh, about the film. He said, I'm filled with so much gratitude to be standing with a project that came with so much love every day on set from every person in front of and behind from in front of the camera and behind the camera. Uh, and that of course, um, it is confirmed. Namor is going to be the villain of the film. And, um, m- uh, Mick, uh, sorry, I'm butchering that name. Uh, Cole will star as, uh, and, uh, Anika, which is, I will be honest, is a char- to be fair, a character I'm not familiar with. So that's going to be very interesting. So let's go ahead and let's talk. Let's go ahead and let's watch this, uh, this Black Panther trailer because I know a lot of people want me to kind of break it down and talk about the Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever trailer. So, um, and by the way, guys, I told you, I told you we were going to get a Black Panther trailer at Comic Con. And we finally did get it. So this is, uh, well, I should say, this is a teaser trailer. It's not a full trailer. But let's go ahead and let's watch the official 
teaser for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Opening up with Lupita Nyong'o, which is great. And it looks like it's going to open with a... uh, This music is so perfect. And it's so emotional. Got our first look at Namor. Okay, great. I wonder who that is in the suit. Yeah, the the teaser's great. Um, I think, and a lot of people were asking me, um, when do you think we're going to get the second trailer? And I'm like, well, we just got the teaser trailer, man. Calm down a little bit. I mean, but if, like... I don't know. Like, I'm really not focused on when we're going to get another trailer just because I love this trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it's such a beautiful trailer. When I watched it for the first time, I was in tears, like in tears, especially during that. I mean, not just the music and everything, but even that that moment where uh, Angela Bassett as um, T'Challa's mom was just, you know, have... My entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Like, oh, God. Oh, that's some beautiful emotion. Just so much emotion in this film. And, you know, of course, we all knew that this film was going to be an emotional movie. Just because, again, you feel you feel the loss of Chadwick Boseman in this. But... In Ryan Coogler, I trust, and in Kevin Feige, I trust. So, look, I trust the that 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 they're good. And look, from what I see here, it looks like Ryan Coogler is just about to make a fourth movie that I think, oh yeah, is great. Because right now he's made three films that I have all loved: Fruitvale Station, Creed One, and Black Panther. And now this looks like it's going to be another great one from him. Um, Namor looks fantastic. Um, I love the look of Namor. I'm going to go actually go back and, uh, see if I can find Namor. Uh, um, first of all, you see the birth of Namor, which is, uh, a wonderful moment, but I love the look, you know, now, now I will say there was, uh, some leaked, uh, concept art that featured Namor and we all saw that he was going to have more of an Aztec look to him um, and I will say it it works like that Aztec look you know whereas Wakanda has a very uh, futuristic version of like um, South Africa uh, culture uh, South Africa culture in the clothing and all that stuff but, but a very futuristic version of it <clears throat> Um, the Namor and the whole Atlantean thing looks like it's going to be, it looks like it's going to feel like, um, 
a a very um a high-tech version of the aztec culture which feels very very cool um seeing riri williams dominique thorne is going to be making her mcu debut in black panther wakanda forever uh ironheart will be part of the story um uh again namor looks great um Seeing Mbaku there is great. Um, and let me just go back to that to that whole let's just, just just go back to that line again. I love that line, but I it does make me wonder though, because she says my entire family is gone, and I'm like, wow, that's gotta hurt for Shuri, unless, unless. Now this is gonna really hurt. If this is the case, this is gonna really hurt. Unless Shuri dies in this one, like there's a good, good possible chance. That in the in the second act of the movie, Shuri dies. Now I don't know that for sure. I can't confirm that, but I'm just saying she does say in the trailer, "My entire family is gone." It's it's very it's it's interesting. Um, I I love the mur- the mural of uh of T'Challa. Uh, that's in the background and the you know just again paying homage this movie is definitely going to feel like despite us not having Chadwick Boseman physically there you're you're probably if done right this is probably you're probably going to feel his spirit throughout the film you know um which is fantastic now I was one of those people I honestly feel like it is um a mistake not to recast the character. Um, I feel like the in in a, the best way to honor not just Chadwick Boseman, but to honor like because it it's not it's not just the Black Panther superhero that resonated with so many audiences around the world. It was T'Challa, and the fact that you aren't going to bring that character back is unfor is is honestly kind of unfortunate. Um um let me see. Uh oh, that's the, I love the look of um the uh warriors, the the Atlantean warriors. Um just again get that Aztec design is so great. Um there's one guy in the background who kind of his his uh his uh helmet or his his, his his uh his helmet almost looks a little bit like um Stephen Steppenwolf's head. Um it might it might it might be a one of those like hammerhead it might be the skull of a hammerhead shark though. Uh if I'm if I'm be if we're if we're if you take a look at it closely but looks fantastic. Um and it looks like um it looks like Martin Freeman is coming back. Uh Martin Freeman who was in the was in uh, Civil War, but he also came back in uh, the first Black Panther film. He's obviously going to be back. It looks like he's going to be back in this. Um, I wonder if he's going to be a, a character that's featured in the future um, in another MCU project that we'll talk about in part two. But yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, seeing uh, Riri put together her uh, her Iron Heart suit with the heart uh, emblem is great. Um, we're seeing Atlanteans and Wakandan uh, and the uh, uh, people of Wakanda going to war, which is all great stuff. Um, and just this, just this music. Hold on. Just that music is awesome. Now my question is. Who is, who's in this suit? Because the suit, it does not look like Chadwick Boseman's like black and purple suit. It it looks like Killmonger's um outfit, the black and gold suit. Um, 
which is very interesting. Um, but my question is, who's behind that? Is it Shuri? Is it Nakia? Is it uh, a, an all-new character altogether? Who is in that suit? Um, is and that's the thing. That's the the question I have with it. Um, and of course, you know, uh, and then having having them whisper will kind of like. That's great. So great. Um, and of course, you know, um, uh, like I said, the, the cast and crew kind of hugged on, on stage and that was beautiful. We not only got our first trailer though, but we also got the teaser poster for the film and the poster looks sick like it looks so good um um and i think it's a poster that definitely fits with the movie because it's the black panther mask but the there's it doesn't look like there's anybody uh wearing the mask which makes me which is one again shrouded in mystery as to who is going to take up the mantle um and uh yeah um some people have pointed this out the uh the the release date uh november 11th 2022 11 plus 11 22 a lot of people have pointed that out which <laughs> very clever um but yeah um yeah i i what can i say i mean we we're only we we haven't even discussed um the phase 5 and phase 6 stuff that they talked about. We haven't even discussed that aspect of it. Just an hour of of part 1 and we've already talked about some great stuff. Just highlighting the stuff that we talked about in part 1 though. Um Marvel Animation. I am Groot. Looks cute. What if season 2 no interest in? Marvel Zombies sounds pretty cool. Spider-Man Freshman Year is sounding more and more intriguing as I go along. X-Men 97, I cannot wait for this show. She-Hulk looks fantastic. Secret Invasion sounds cool. Ant-Man and the Wasp sounds awesome. Uh, Gar- can't wait for Guardians 3. And, the- and Black Panther Wakanda Forever looks like it might be another great film from Ryan Coogler. And I cannot wait. And it looks like it's going to be the most emotional film that the MCU has put out. Um, and that is also very exciting. So, um, out of all the stuff that we talked about in part one, I, I gotta say, I think my favorite thing... My favorite thing out of out of all the stuff we talked about in part one, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about the stuff the I, that's I'm not including the phase five and phase six stuff because I'll talk about that when we get to part two. I think my my favorite part from all the stuff that we had talked about on part one is, I think the I, I think that Wakanda Forever trailer, because it got me it made me just so emotional and I. Really love the look of it, and I can't wait, man. I am very, very excited to see where they go with, uh, with, uh, with that. Um, and again, the She-Hulk trailer, you know, just so much stuff that they talked about looks cool. Um, and like I said, we are just getting started because. In part two, we are going to be discussing Marvel announcing their entire Phase 5 slate of films and giving us at least three movies from Phase 6, which is fantastic. And talking about a little bit about where about what their future plans are and I cannot wait to talk about that. But 
guys, that will do it for this installment of the Web Swingers Podcast. Don't forget, guys, a new episode of the Zeke Sensor Show drops tomorrow. So hopefully you guys will join us for that. And the Web Swingers Podcast is going to return. Part two of our Comic-Con recap is going to continue this upcoming Saturday. So make sure you guys come back and join us when we we talk about Phase 5 and 6. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys like this podcast, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And don't forget, guys, with great power comes great responsibility.